Welcome to the Aparavi Podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices in managing enterprise data. I am Daryl Richardson, the Chief Product Evangelist for Aparavi, the data intelligence and automation company. Good morning, everyone. This is Daryl Richardson. Uh, today, we're going to take a look at GDPR and how the Aparavi platform can help automate this process. You know, over the last few years, uh, you know, the, the big business of consumer data is now one of the most lucrative businesses in the world. We all can agree with that. Um, it's, it's no longer considered, say, a, um, a monetized resource rather than um, a necessity like food or water um, to, to an organization. Uh, companies like Google, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and others, uh, when you look at them, it's not hard to see the value of data. The issue of consumer data privacy has become one of the most security conscious issues due to the numerous security breaches, personal data being compromised, and the continued misuse of consumer information. Um, this has caused a slew of new personal data pri- policies aimed at protecting consumer data. The general data protection regulation that primarily focuses uh, on the the European Union is to, designed to protect the citizens from the misuse of their personal data. Organizations that have customers or perform business tasks in the EU, EU are also subject to the strict GDPR regulations. G- GDPR presents many challenges for organizations to adhere to these complex re- regulations and uh, more importantly, to have the ability to handle the many potential requests that will come to a reality for most of these organizations that do business uh, in the EU. So, um, uh, you know, what is the General Data Protection Regulation? Um, it's a regulation that provides guidelines for collecting and processing personal information related to persons who live in the European Union. There are seven guidelines, I guess, uh, to, to the regulation that need to be adhered to to ensure complete GDPR compliancy. Um, so you've got uh, the accountability for security and management of the data, um, limiting the data purposes. In other words, only use it for what you're collecting it for, nothing nothing more. Um, obviously, minimizing the collected data. I mean, there's, you know, if you need a name or an address or a phone number, uh, you know, that would be the common stuff. But why would you need to know things like political uh, leanings or your religion, um, you know, these kind of things. You know, and then, you know, accurate data to be entered into the system. I mean, so so many of these cases have arisen so far that where people misspell a name or they put in the wrong, you know, street address or something, you know, so it it causes, you know, some major issues there. Um, Also maintaining the confidentiality and the integrity of the collected data. So once you collect it, you know, making sure that that data is accessed by only the people that should be accessing it, which is a big issue. You know, legal collection, fair treatment, and transparent data management. Uh, I mean, you should be able to request this information from an organization and and get all the data about what they've collected on you. And then, of course, uh, personal data storage uh, limiting. You know, so you know, having you know j- just just the right amount of retention versus how long you're going to keep the files or data, um, and then you know, get rid of it when, when you're done with it, basically. You know, I think that's the main reasons. The outline of the GDPR processes, uh, in my perspective, 
Um, you know, there's a, a pretty decent graphic out there on the internet. You know, it focuses on the individual rights, um, you know, things like uh, the right to be forgotten, um, the right to be informed, the, the right of access to the data, the right to restrict processing, um, the right to data portability, the right to rectification, uh, the right to object, and the you know rights related to automated decision making. Right. So, so I mean, there's a, a you, you guys can Google it, but it, it's a really good um, uh, graphic out there. You know, in in my opinion, you know, GDPR in its simple form is defined as you know uh, three things really. Yeah, you know, providing user consent to the information, inform the user of privacy data and its use, and then uh, the protection of the data via, uh, you know, security or uh, encryption uh, methodologies. I think as long as you're doing that, most people wouldn't have a problem. I mean, they know you have to collect some data, but, you know, it's like, why do you have to collect all of this information? Why do you have to keep it forever? And more importantly, why do you have to sell it to someone? You know, so that's, that's kind of the bigger picture for me anyway. You know, what, what data is important to retrieve if, if it's requested? You know, so, you know, most people are like, I want everything, right? So how do you even know what they've collected? So the, the different fields of data will be prime, the, you know, primarily the personal information a user uh, provided when they engage this this data-driven organization. You know, these fields would include any data that is specific to the consumers' private or financial or sensitive data types. Uh, an example of some of these fields would be, you know, your name, age, email address, phone numbers, location information like uh, city, state, zip code, or country of origin, these things. These are common. But other examples would be, you know, that sensitive in nature stuff, you know, where people are now becoming a lot more sensitive to sharing this because of, you know, repercussions from, you know, their opponents or political um, party affiliation, these kind of things, you know, religion or, you know, polit politics or your gender and other data, you know, that they're collecting on you. I mean, these, you know, all of this stuff, you know, would be considered GDPR relevant data. And when locating the data for GDPR, you must be aware of the two different types, right? I mean, we just went over them, you know, there's the personal privacy information, which is, you know, your basics, your name, address, email, you know, even some of the PII, you know, like if you had to give a credit card or something, but then you've got on the other side of the spectrum is that sensitive data, which is, you know, your political leanings or religion, uh, your gender, these kind of things that people sometimes just don't want to give out. Um, you know, so, you know, all of this data is important if somebody wants to totally be forgotten in an organization, because anytime there's even the sensitive data that references your name, you know, that now becomes, you know, part of this regulation. So the way that Operavi helps is, uh, you know, uh, the, the GDPR fine filters, um, you know, as the platform ingests data into the system, the content and all of the metadata of a file is collected and stored in an index form for making it easy to find the relevant relevant information as efficiently and complete as possible. Um, according to Rod Christensen, who is the uh, chief uh, technology officer for Operavi, the platform simply captures everything about a file. So what this means is that all the data an organization needs to find is already in the index. Finding the data in the platform should be uh, as easy as applying specific criteria like names, addresses, phone numbers, um, etc. You know, uh, and finding everything for that specific user quickly. Um, and then 
smart actions like delete, copy, or delete at the source, paste in a target will allow the requested action to be done in the most efficient manner as possible. Um, also, you know, if you're, if, if the delete action is something that you're, you know, asking to do, then a quick audit log should be collected to prove the action was carried out and a future find uh, process should prove that there is no longer data from the requested um, person that's asking for their data to be removed. You know, so, I mean, that's what I would produce is, you know, the audit log that said, hey, we deleted all of this information or these files that had your personal information, um, you know, providing snippets of, say, the index or some of these other things. Um, and then, rerun that same search and then, you know, showing no results, you know, of any of that information for these people. So Operavi can also streamline the process by its very complete um, and, uh, you know, global classification policies. Um, the platform has, I believe it's a total of 81 predefined GDPR-related classification policies. Those predefined policies contain both personal and sensitive data to collect all of the relevant quickly and easy just by searching on the classification tag. The best-in-class classification engine um, that adds classifications to all the files if the metadata of the content contains GDPR specific information, right? You know, it could be, you know, the word religion or some, you know, any any of those type of fields that the metadata contains could be construed as GDPR information. So, you know, the classification policies would pick the pick that data up and label it, you know, whatever that specific country's GDPR process is. You know, so, you know, in closing, the, the complex GDPR processes organizations face today will be many and fines will be issued to lots of companies and we're going to hear about them in the news. Uh, the reason for this will be due to the fact that they were unable to handle the request. Therefore, the fines of up to 4% of the total gross profits within the year or sets fine, or, or a set fine, whichever is greater. Um, it will be extremely valuable for uh, Operavi to push the message of handling regulated data. GDPR is one of the most, you know, important ones that you have to follow through with, and uh, especially if you're going to, uh, you know, do business in the EU or if you're you're thinking about expanding to that market. Um, but you know, there's there's also many states in the U.S. that are have going to be creating their own type of privacy law. Um, you know, California CCPA is already out there. And you've got New York, you've got Florida. Um, I believe Texas is working on you know some sort of uh, privacy policy. Um, also, the federal government has been rumored to be creating their own version of a GDPR-like uh, uh, regulation that uh, that applies to U.S. citizens. So, you know, with that, uh, you know, I hope this was informational. Um, I'd like to get some feedback from you guys. So, you know, don't uh, forget to hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, pretty easy to find. Uh, Daryl Richardson, Chief Product Evangelist for Operavi. You can do any of those searches. Um, like us on, you know, your your Instagrams and, you know, you know we're on all of the social media uh, platforms out there. Um, but anyway, uh, everyone have a great day and I hope to talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Operavi Podcast. For more information, see operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at operavi.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news tips and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more episodes, so if you found today's topic useful, please subscribe 
rate and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks, and see you soon.